after a week and a half hiatus, Edge of Your Seat Podcast is back. Took a 10-day vacation to the Carolinas. I was in South Carolina, North Carolina, hit up Charlotte, went to Myrtle Beach, chilled with my friend, Mike D, college buddy, stayed in contact all this time later. I am an old man. Edge of Your Seat Podcast is becoming old, but... Always awesome having those cool friends. You can go chill, and it's like you never miss a beat. You're still right there like you were just in a college dorm room, playing some Halo, trying to sneak beer into your dorm room, past the RAs, doing all that kind of crazy stuff. It was like, it was yesterday. It was a lot of fun. Now it's time to get back. Back, 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 back. Doing what we love here at Edge of Your Seat Podcast and pushing out Great interviews with great guests, talking about everything that we want to, that gets us entertained, that gets us happy, putting a smile on our face, and things that, you know, informs us, even if it's sad. It's life, right? All those aspects, all those things that we do with life on a daily, daily basis. That's what we try to do here at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Came back in perfect timing. Flew in on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Tonight is Wednesday, May 19th, so Tuesday started the NBA play-in games. So it's kind of playoffs, but not quite really, and it's awesome. I love the play-in games. I think it's a great strategy. I think it's going to be entertaining, and it has been. I like that you got to play for something to get in, and you're giving 9 and 10 an extra chance. Yeah, it's far, and you might not make it. But you're giving them an opportunity and you're giving us fans a kind of like a sudden death feel, a sudden death atmosphere to see who's going to be those last teams in the playoffs. So if you don't know how it works, the first six of each conference are automatically in. They're in the playoffs. They're golden. Then there's these playing games. So on Tuesday, Eastern Conference, the 9 and 10 played each other. Whoever lost, season done. Whoever wins, plays the loser of 7-8. The winner of 7-8 is automatically the 7th seed in the playoffs. So then, the loser of the 7-8 game, the winner of the 9-10 game, play for that final 8th spot. It's cool. It's a sudden death. Hey, you have to work your way in here. You couldn't get into the top 6. We're not just going to give you a spot. You're going to play for this. You're going to earn it. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. I think it toughens up the playoffs a little bit. I think it toughens up. We always talk about, all oh, society's easy and you get everything handed to you. You're making the 7 and 8 seed earn it again, even though they're technically in the playoffs. But you're also giving somebody else a chance that normally wouldn't have it. So you're kind of... Doing a little bit of awesome on both sides. I like it a lot. I'm cool with it. And the games have been exciting. There has been a couple blowouts, including the 10-9 game Eastern Conference Finals on Tuesday. Pacers, the 9, dominated the Hornets from the get-go. They won 144-117. So the Hornets are done. Season over. I was just in Charlotte. Just drove past their arena. And my friend Mike D called them... The bums. I bought a hat anyway. I got a Hornets hat. I'm going to rock it eventually. 
But in this game, they were bums. They got annihilated. The 7-8 game, which was also Tuesday night, Celtics beat the Wizards 118-100. Jason Tatum snapped. Couldn't miss a three. His mid-range game was on points. Everything that Jason Tatum wanted to do, he did. Scored 50 points, grabbed 8 rebounds. Celtics are in. So now the Celtics will play the number 2 seeded Brooklyn Nets. And the Wizards will play the Pacers to figure out who is the 8th and final team in the playoffs. So tonight was Western Conference's turn. Both games were awesome. A lot of fun to watch. The 9-10 was the Memphis Grizzlies and San Antonio Spurs. Grizzlies, the 9, defeated the Spurs 196. So Spurs done. Grizzlies are going to play the winner of the 7-8 game. In that Grizzlies-Spurs game, DeMar DeRozan, man. I remember when he was with Toronto, everybody thinking like he's the next KD. He's the next LeBron James. He's a superstar. I actually kind of felt that way too. Then they make that trade with San Antonio, they take Kawhi Leonard, they give DeRozan to the Spurs, and everybody in Toronto was freaking out. Like, DeMar DeRozan's our guy, he's done this, he's done that. And then in a short time later, Toronto Raptors win an NBA championship for the first time ever with Kawhi Leonard as the man. And DeMar DeRozan has went to the Spurs, they lost that long streak of playoff bursts for the Spurs, and the Spurs look human for the first time in probably like two decades. Since like 98. Since Tim Duncan came into the league. He left a couple seasons ago. About five. And now the Spurs look like an ordinary team. They're not the San Antonio Spurs that we looked up to and thought that they were going to win every single season. DeMar DeRozan's kind of that problem. He's not a superstar. He's not a go-to, I can take over a game any moment I want to kind of player. He's good. He's a great role player, but he's not a number one. He's a okay number two, a very, very, very strong number three. And that's okay in the NBA. He's got game. He's not a bum. If you're in the NBA, you're not a bum anyway. But DeMar DeRozan is not a number one. Against the Grizzly, he shot 5 of 21. He got 20 points, but he was 5 of 21 from the field. That's awful. The Grizzlies' Dylan Brooks, 24 points. That dude was doing everything. Mid-range, shooting threes. His dribbles were insane. He's a lot of fun to watch. A lot of fun to watch, and he definitely stood up. Took that next step for the Grizzlies. So then the 7-8 game comes on, and it's already 9.30 p.m. when this comes on. Yeah, it's late right now. It's like 1 o'clock in the morning. So technically it's Thursday, but I'm going to say it's Wednesday still. Just because I haven't went to sleep. We got to do some podcasting, right? Lakers Warriors come on. I'm pumped. It's a playing game. 7-8 and eight feature LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green. I can list a couple other players, but not to their levels. Championship resumes. And this is a playing game. The loser of this has to play the Grizzlies just for a spot in the playoffs. And that's why I like these playing games. You're making every team, doesn't matter who they are, who that team is, play. Work for it. 
And this game was awesome. Down to the wire, you had no idea who was going to win. All kind of dramatics. It was 55-42 at halftime. Warriors were leading. LeBron looked off. Anthony Davis looked off. Steph Curry really wasn't even doing much, but he was making everybody else around him better. Wiggins was putting in buckets. Both teams' defenses are insane. Two of the best defenses in the league right now, and you saw it on full display. Then we get to the second half, and LeBron looks like LeBron. He is a monster superstar every time he steps on the court. It doesn't matter if he's 50 years old. He's not. He's like 36. But even if the dude is 50 years old, he is going to put on a show and do his thing. He did it here. He hits a dagger three. He was poked in the eye by Draymond Green a couple minutes earlier where they pretty much took a 15-minute hiatus just to make sure LeBron was okay. I'll get to that in a minute. But he is probably five feet out from the right top corner of the three-point line, gets the ball as time is expiring, drills a three. Drills a three. In the post game, he was like, I was poked in the eye and I was kind of seeing three rims. I just aimed for the one in the middle. Well, it worked. And that three is what separated it as LA took the game 103 to 100. Steph Curry had 37. Man, didn't matter. LeBron with the three, with the half eye, the three rims, shoots for the middle. So now the Lakers automatically into the playoffs, the number seven seed. They're going to face number two Phoenix Suns at the start of the NBA playoffs. Warriors play the Grizzlies for the last spot in the West. Exciting. I want to see Warriors and Grizzlies. That should be cool. Pacers, if they can shoot like they did against Hornets, against the Wizards, oh man, that's going to be a fun game too. And maybe Russell Westbrook could actually act and look like he wants to be in a game. He did not look like it against the Celtics. He finished with 20 points. He had a double-double. I think he had like 13 or 14 rebounds. Just didn't look like he was there, though, from a emotional, hey, you're one of our leaders. You need to be here full strength. He didn't look like it. He really, really, really didn't. So we'll see when he comes up against the Pacers where this is win or go home. Like, that's what we're at right now. And that's another reason why I like these playing games. Excited for this. I hope they stick with it. Especially if you got games like the Lakers and Warriors. And I have to say that this is probably going to be the best playing game ever. Because first of all, when are we ever going to have a playing game with LeBron James, Steph Curry, and Anthony Davis? Like, I'm not going to say all the other names. Those three alone, a playing game, seven and eight seeds, and you got that type of caliber athlete, caliber of basketball player, the highest there is in a playing game. Multiple MVP LeBron James, multiple MVP, Stephen Curry, world champs, tons of awards, accolades, all NBA teams, all-stars, yeah, uh, uh, we could keep going, keep going, keep going, and it's a playing game. The atmosphere was awesome, it was a great, great game, I'm glad I stayed up to watch it, and I had to hop on the mic right after and get this done, like, this, yeah, it, it was tons of fun, tons and tons and tons of fun. Kind of wish that L.A. would have been taken out and then they got beat by Grizzlies and they would fall away and nobody would think of them in the NBA playoffs. Not that I dislike any of them. I'm not a LeBron hater. He is a baby. I do call him LaBaby instead of LeBron all the time. First of all, 
He puts on Emmy Award winning performances almost every single game. The dude cannot play a game without flopping or acting like he's getting hit with a baseball bat when he's not even being touched. He did it again on two or three occasions against the Warriors. He did legitimately get a hand to his face by Draymond Green on a normal basketball play that of course they had to stop and see if it was intentional because it was LaBaby. If it wasn't LaBaby, that would not have happened. Listen, LeBron James to me is the second greatest basketball player I have ever seen. Of course, you know who my number one is. I've been a Michael Jordan dude since before I came out of the womb. However, LeBron James, number two, great player. Great, amazing, amazing, amazing. We're never going to see anybody like him ever again. He wins everywhere he goes. Unfortunately for him, not in the finals. Unfortunately for me, that's cool because it's distanced himself from Michael Jordan when physically he may even be a better athlete than Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, competitor-wise, Michael Jordan basketball player-wise, better than LeBron James. No doubt about it in my mind. As an athlete, LeBron James is 6'7", and moves like he is 100 pounds, where he's like 230, 240, 250 at times. The dude is agile. He can do anything that you ever want an athlete to do, and he is a monster. Like, you see him on an airplane, he's one of those guys who are like, man, he probably wishes he had like five seats. Even though he's not a giant, he's not seven foot five, he is a very, very big man still, and he can do things that little men can't. Athletically, he is a supreme athlete, supreme body, and one of the best we will ever see. Basketball player, Competitor-wise, nobody takes a cake from Michael Jordan. Nobody. Nobody, nobody, nobody. But it has been awesome watching LeBron's career, even though he is the biggest flopper, biggest baby ever known to man. So I'm excited to see what happens with Pacers and Wizards. I'm going to pick Wizards. I'm excited to see the Warriors and Grizz game. I am going to go with Steph Curry. That dude, in my mind, is the MVP of the season. Probably not going to win it. Warriors are not going to go that far, in my mind, unfortunately. But Steph Curry lights out every night, playing like he's got the best team around him when he really doesn't. He's got great. He's got good players. Don't get me wrong. He's got good players. Doesn't have Clay Thompson. Doesn't have Kevin Durant. Doesn't have some teams that the Warriors have had in the past. But he is playing like he does. He doesn't care. That's what legit basketball players do. He's not crying about who's around him. He's playing the game of basketball. That's what I love. I love Steph Curry. He is the man. Excited to see what happens the rest of those. And of course, the playoff start on Saturday, pumped up, is an understatement. No doubt. But that's just the beginning. The beginning of this loaded episode 171. Got lots of things to talk about. Awesome interviews with our guests from Fieldcrest. Fieldcrest basketball coach Matt Winkler and Fieldcrest senior Jackson Kusick McKay. The Knights won a portion of the Heart of Illinois Conference Championship. They finished 12 and one. They needed one game left to see if they would have that portion because they had lost to Leroy earlier in the season. I spoke with Winkler right before the game and I spoke with Jackson Kusick McKay probably about a few days afterwards. Jackson made the Illinois Basketball Coaches Association All-State Team 
for Class 2A and for Associated Press All-State Team, he was the Class 2A Honorable Mention. He balled it up this season. He averaged around 19 points per game. Just did a little bit of everything. Great player. It was awesome to have him and Coach Winkler on the show. Unfortunately, with life and things that have been happening, and, oh man, I've probably done this three or four times on this podcast as we're trying to get these awesome, awesome interviews out as fast as possible, but somehow time is just going way faster than you can do things. It seriously is flying by. You do an interview, and then you're like, all of a sudden, it's a month later because there's so many things going on. Shows have been pushed. You know, life has happened outside of Edge of Your Seat podcast. So you got to stop. You got to take breaks. Then there's a vacation. And then the way IHSA schedules worked. And, oh, man, it's been so crazy. So, so crazy. We hope moving forward, you know, going into the next school year, that we will be able to do these in a way more timely matter. I mean, like, the next day or two days later. Instead of two months, I spoke with both of them when basketball was still being played in the beginning or middle of March. Definitely apologies. We thank Coach Winkler and Jackson Kusick McKay for talking with us. And even though all these things are going on, got to get these out quicker. We know this. We're going to do a way better job. And just to be real with you saying all this, you know, could keep it back. I mean, like, uh, you know, things happen. They did happen. We got to work better to be better about getting these shows out. And we will. There's no doubt pushing forward. So let's get this. Let's get to the show. Because, man, Wiggler and Jackson Kusum and K talking about basketball made me want to rewind. Made me want to do basketball season again. And I can't wait for it to happen this upcoming winter. And hopefully it happens in the winter. And hopefully things are normal. COVID-19, please just let us get back to something normal. Something normal. Please. Please. Thank you. Also on the show, more high school awesomeness, amazingness. We'll break down some scores, some accomplishments, things that have been happening. We got some more national sports stuff to talk about. Actually, a lot. A lot of things I want to just run past, run down, just acknowledge because they're pretty cool. Like I said, I was in South Carolina, North Carolina for 10 days. It was amazing. It is beautiful there. Myrtle Beach is super cool. The one full day I had there. So I went there on a Tuesday. We're there all day Wednesday. Left on a Thursday. The one whole day. So that Wednesday. I felt like I was in Chicago. It was cold. It was rainy. It was windy. Yeah. It was like I never left home. Like I was in Mendota. I was in Chicago. I was in Northern Illinois. That's exactly what it felt like. It was like I was not on the East Coast in May. It really, (laughs) it was, it was awful. For that one day. The rest was fantastic. Beautiful weather. Lots of food options. I ate so many cool things. I ate something they called pineapple loca at a restaurant called Margarita's. And it was fantastic. What it was, it was shrimp, steak, and chicken on a pineapple. So it was half of a pineapple and they used that as the bowl. Like you ate out of the pineapple eating all the stuff. It was so fantastic. I, man, 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 man. I am not a foodie. Usually I just eat to survive, but that was delicious, and I didn't care how much it was. I would have ordered five of them if I thought I could eat it all. 
Almost had to hire somebody to roll me out of the restaurant. That's how good that food was. It was amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I think I put on seven or eight pounds while I was on vacation because I didn't go to the gym. I wanted to. I should have. There was any time, which I am a member, about a mile away from where I was staying at Mike D's house and didn't go. Just say like, it was vacation, you know, I'm doing my thing. So I probably put on seven to eight pounds. It's all right, I'll lose it in the next two or three weeks to get back to where I was. But it was a lot of fun, had a great time. Sorry we had to push shows even further and, you know, do that kind of stuff. But you gotta take vacations. You gotta reset your mind. You gotta refocus, recharge. And you know, that's where we're at. That's what we're doing. And let's get to some more of the show. Because there's a lot to get to, including our high school sports segment. It is brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a local dealership that is here for you. Going to rewind a little bit. So while I was gone, of course, I'm still looking at Twitter. And on Thursday, May 13th, a monster softball battle between number one ranked Ottawa, number six, LaSalle, Peru, the Lady Cavaliers sneak by with a 6-5 win. It was all over Twitter. Anybody that was associated with LaSalle, Peru, or even the Illinois Valley in general, it was everywhere on everybody's Twitters. It was cool to see. Even if Ottawa had won, that would have been cool to see. Both are great teams. This is an awesome storied rivalry. Interstate 8 Conference, battle, both ranked. Had all the energy, excitement, drama that we like in high school sports lp gets the win so let's fast forward to today may 19th and they have a rematch lasalle peru gets another win over the rival 5-2 the lady Cavs are now 16-2 on the season evan becker complete game victory through five k's lauren phillips had two hits with a double alexa michael had a triple about seven lady cavaliers had at least one hit they just went to town, played their game, got a victory over Ottawa. Ottawa is still a good team. We get to the playoffs, which they are. IHSA is going to have a playoff state tournament for softball, baseball, track, all the spring now kind of summer sports, which I'm very, very excited and happy for because they did not get a season at all last year. Don't sleep on Ottawa. Do not sleep on Ottawa. They're a good team, and they will be very, very competitive and an extreme hard out in the playoffs. Just saying. Watch out for the Lady Pirates as well as the Lady Cavaliers. Why don't we talk about some other LaSalle Peru things that happened on the 19th today, Wednesday. Baseball. 5 nothing win over Rochelle. Julius Sanchez with the complete game shutout on the mound for the Cavaliers. Wrestling-wise, LaSalle Peru, 37-36, edging East Peoria. On the tennis courts, the LaSalle Peru boys suffered two losses. Kalen defeated LP 3-2 and Cole City 4-3. Baseball action on Wednesday. Hall 5, Burrow Valley 3. Ottawa knocked off Sycamore 1-0 in Interstate 8 Conference competition. Ottawa is now 10-5 and 7-4 and and in the conference. Indian Creek 4, Hinkley Big Rock 3, Streeter 8, Morris 3, 
Streeter is now 12-6 on the season. Softball for Wednesday. Geneseo 12, Sterling 3, Sycamore 7, Morris 4. Indian Creek suffered a 14-0 loss to St. Francis. Seneca fell victim to Wilmington 2-0. On the wrestling mats, DeKalb knocked off number two ranked Lena Winslow 43-18 and then defeated Freeport 70-10. Sycamore went nuts in terms of scoring goals. Girls soccer action, Sycamore 11, Ottawa 1, Ella Shipley and Grace Lennartz for Sycamore had three goals apiece. Tuesday, May 18th, with the awesome weather of Illinois, there was a lot of cancellations, a lot of rain, blah, 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 Illinois in May, Illinois in the spring, ugh, so much rain, so many cancellations, hopefully moving forward, sounds like it's going to be like 80 over the weekend, hopefully we can carry that into next week. There was some games played on Tuesday, including softball, Sycamore 9, Genoa Kingston 7, girls soccer action, Byron 6, Stillman Valley 3, for Byron, the Tigers, and Nika Rausch, 5 goals against Stillman Valley to help her set the single season school record for Byron, 27 goals. Still got some matches left, she can make this record really hard for the next person to beat. Also girls soccer, Sterling 8, Galesburg 0, Ellie Gasso another goal scoring phenom, 6 goals against Galesburg, which breaks her own record of goals in a single game. She had it at 5, now she resets it with 6. 6 goals in a game. Eeh, that's tough. On the wrestling mats, Princeton grapples Fulton to a 42-27 victory. Let's go back to Monday, May 17th, for a few rundown items. Boys Tennis, DeKalb loses to Rockford Christian 3-2. Girls Soccer, Haley Walter scores three goals for Sterling to help Sterling defeat Indian Creek in a crazy amount of goal game. 7-6, Sterling with the victory. LaSalle Peru defeated Ottawa 5-3. Freshman Danica Skoma with a hat trick for the Lady Cavaliers. Baseball, Princeton with the comeback victory over Newman, 6-5. Drew Woolley tied the game at 4-4 in the fourth inning as he hit a bases-loaded double that set it up where the Tigers could claw their way to the 6-5 victory. Plano swept the series of Ottawa, getting a win behind Nick Beltarez's complete game. He had seven Ks, four hits, and one earned run in his seven innings. Also on Monday, at Lena, on the track and field stage for the girls, Amboy finished fourth with a 45, Dakota was third with a 56, Milledgeville came in second with a 62, and Lena Winslow won their own quad with a 66. The meet before, Ellie Jones from Amboy on May 11th, Broke two school records for Amboy. 35, 4.5 triple jump, and a 15.52 second 100 hurdle. So she has taken three Amboy records so far this year. Just beasting. Ellie Jones doing some good things for Amboy. Brock Loftus, at the May 11th meet, tied the Ohio mile record with 447 and then later goes on and beats it 
with a 441-76, taking the record from Nate Reglin, who set it in 1994 with a 447.08. So Brock Loftus, Ellie Jones, congrats to you guys doing some awesome things for Amboy Track. I think we spoke about this, but I'm so happy that this is happening. I want to talk about it again. The Three Rivers Conference football, I guess we'll call them divisions or the conferences, the sub-conferences were announced with some, you know, shifting, some teams coming in, some teams leaving. Three Rivers Conference now will be the East and West instead of the Mississippi and Rock. The East is going to be Hall, Kiwani, Princeton, St. Bede, Newman, Burrow Valley, and Mendota. I'm extremely excited for this. This is a lot of local teams playing each other. We're going to build some rivalries again. Princeton and Hall has become a pretty good rivalry. Newman and everybody they play on the football field has become a rivalry because everybody wants to knock them off. This should be really, really cool to see what happens in the future going down the road. The West is going to be Erie Prophetstown, Monmouth Roseville, Morrison, Orion, Riverdale, Rock Ridge, and Sherrard. Also, a lot of cool rivalry matchups, a lot of cool games that are going to be fun to watch and pay attention to. That is the high school breakdown. Always fun, always awesome to pay attention to high school sports. Lots of props to everything that they've been able to do and the amount of pressure and weirdness that has been going on in our country, our society, and it's affected everything in life, including high school sports. So congrats to them, everything that they're able to do, their accomplishments, their victories. Big props. Big, 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 big props. The high school sports segment was brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership dedicated to being community first. After a miserable 2020 in every sense of the term, Mendota Shimmer Ford wants to help make 2021 as awesome as possible with style, comfort, and great deals. Stop by and see the 2020 Ford Escape. It's the last one left and priced to sell with big, big rebates. You want to come and drive this off the lot right into your driveway, right into your garage. It's, a, it's amazing. It's a crazy awesome vehicle. If I would have just bought a new vehicle in November, I may think about buying this. It's really cool. Looks nice. Price is solid. I'd go check it out. But this is only one of the many, 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 many cool options at Shimmer Mendota Ford is it has a huge selection of new and used vehicles on the lot and even more on the website, www.mendotaford.com. Whether you shop online or at Shimmer Mendota Ford, located just south of Mendota on Highway 251, manager Ski Hartman and Jason Hintz and Doug Safranic will use their experience and understanding of the vehicle you're looking for to help you roll through 2021 just the way you want. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries at Shimmer Mendota Ford. Two more no-hitters in the MLB. Tuesday, the Tigers' Spencer Turnbull helped win a game for Detroit with a no-no, a no-hitter. The very next day, today, was blowing up my phone, all my notifications. The New York Yankees' Corey Clubber, a 2-0 win over the Rangers with a no-no. That's six no-nos in the season already. It's May 19th. The season started April 1st. 
already six. The record of no-nos in a year is seven, and it's happened three times in 1990, 1991, and 2012. They're already at six. They're on pace to get like 22. Insane. Why is this? Can we not hit anymore? Are pitchers that more supreme than the dominant hitting that was the deal? What is going on where every game is a no-no? That's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Couple heroic feel-good stories. Drew Robinson made the opening day roster for the Giants AAA affiliate, the Sacramento River Rats, after losing his right eye on a suicide attempt. So this man almost took his life, but did take his eye, and is now playing baseball for a AAA affiliate one step short of the MLB. Hopefully he's got his mind right, things are going better in life. Obviously, I mean, he's playing baseball at a very high level with one eye. Not saying that to make fun of him or anything at that moment, but hey, when you have a physical element at this point, and you're at that level of sports, you're really, really, really good. So hopefully he can keep his mind right, do what he needs to do to let him know that life is awesome, that he's doing good things, because he is, and keep it on that track. It's an amazing story, and hopefully he gets that call to the MLB and does some good things. Another heroic feel-good story, this was about a week ago. Former Eagles defensive end Brandon Bear rescued a man from a burning semi after it was struck by a train in Idaho. Wow. Good for Brandon. I like the name, by the way. For saving somebody's life. Don't know how a semi gets hit by a train. That's kind of crazy. But life saved. Big props to somebody risking their life or taking their time to save somebody else's life. I know that sounds crazy. Like, oh, yeah, he took his time. But, hey, man, the way our world works now, I've seen a lot of crazy things where people just pass things up and act like life doesn't matter. So big props to Brandon for realizing this guy's life does matter, and he saved it. Russell Westbrook, 182 triple dubs, happened on May 8th. Awesome, man. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Problem is, is he chokes in the playoffs. He is not the number one guy. Awesome number two. Just not a number one guy to lead a team to a championship. I love the Bradley Beal-Russell Westbrook combo, but as we saw against the Celtics, they are very beatable. Also sticking with NBA or basketball, Carmelo Anthony passes Elvin Hayes on the all-time NBA scoring list. He is now 10th after passing Elvin Hayes. Hayes was 10th on the list with 27,313 points. Basketball, J. Cole, the rapper, who I really, really like. He is my favorite in the game right now. He's hooping. He's got a basketball contract for the Rwanda Patriots in the new Africa League. That's awesome, man. I'm all about people doing their thing and playing basketball and playing sports. And he's doing it. He's in Africa hooping. And ironically, he names the title of his album that came out Friday, The Off Season. Awesome album. It's about 12 songs. I have listened to it quite often, quite a lot. Check out the song, My Life. It's 
It's probably my favorite on the album. It was Mike D's favorite too. We were listening to like, hey, I like this. I like this. Great album. And it was cool that it came out. He's from Fayetteville, North Carolina. And I was about two hours away from there when I was on my trip. And also, got to say this, I went to the Walmart in Huntersville, North Carolina, where the baby shot somebody and killed them in 2018. It was self-defense. Somebody was trying to rob him and hurt him, and he killed him, shot him at a bread aisle in a Walmart. I walked down that bread aisle. I took photos. It's kind of like historical, right? I'm excited for June 6th. So Floyd Mayweather is going to probably knock out Logan Paul and Chad Johnson, a.k.a. Ocho Cinco, is going to fight in the undercard. What? Chad Johnson is going to step in and box. He's going to fight. I'm excited to see this. Hopefully he doesn't get murdered, but it's going to be fun to see one of the most diva receivers in NFL history put on some gloves and fight somebody. This is going to be interesting. Very, very interesting. Sticking with some football stuff. Tim Tebow signs a one-year deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow, this dude will not go away, and I love it. It's his perseverance. He is a monster athlete, just doesn't fit into systems. He's not really a quarterback. He's kind of too small to be a fullback. He's not really a tight end. He just doesn't have a spot. He's just a great athlete. What well, helps that Urban Meyer, his dude in Florida, when they were winning national championships, which seemed like every single year, he's the head coach. Let's bring in Tebow, see what he can do. Kind of makes sense. We'll see. Colt Brennan, rest in peace. He was a 2007 Heisman finalist with Hawaii. He has passed away. Rest in peace. Also rest in peace to Tyrell Cohen. He is the twin brother of Tariq Cohen, who is with the Chicago Bears. He's actually mentioned in the conversation with Jackson Kusick McKay about a speed. I call Jackson a high school version of Tariq Cohen. But Terrell Cohen was found dead at a Duke Energy electrical substation, which I was just right by. I went right past it, and my friend Mike works for Duke Energy. So it was kind of weird that the time and coincidence that I was right there. Doesn't mean anything. It was just like, I'm right here. Your brother plays for Chicago. It was, it was weird. It was weird. I hope the Cohen family, everything is okay with them. I know it's a really, really tough time. Thoughts and prayers with the family for sure. Victor Aladipo, guard for the Houston Rockets, right quad injury. He's out for a while. He is becoming the next Danny Granger, the next Grant Hill, the next could be crazy superstar. Maybe not Grant Hill. Grant Hill was probably a level above Danny Granger and Victor Oladipo. He is a Hall of Famer. However, Victor Oladipo is becoming one of those guys that is constantly hurt with big injuries that take him out for seasons. Clay Thompson, unfortunately, is also in this mix. Hopefully he can come back. I like watching Victor Oladipo. I had him on my fantasy team, dropped him as he continuously keeps getting hurt. Albert Pujols signs a contract with the Los Angeles Dodgers for the rest of the season. This is probably his last deal. He's on his last legs, but it is Albert Pujols for probably about a good five to six, seven year run. Was the man in baseball when he was with the 
St. Louis Cardinals. So, good for him. Hopefully Dodgers can get back, win another World Series just for him. I hope not. I would rather see the Cubs or the White Sox and somebody not named Alvin Pujols. But if he does, good for him. Going back to basketball, Kyrie Irving saying that he has more important things in his life than basketball. Then I have more important things in my life than to keep you on my fantasy basketball team. He will be dropped at the end of the year in my keeper league. And more important than me talking about you on this podcast. Kyrie Irving. Oh, man. Yeah. Marv Albert is retiring from broadcasting. He has been doing this for like 60 years. Basketball games. He is one of those voices you will never forget. Great energy. Great intuition. Great know-how. Knows the game. Love watching. Love listening to Marv Albert call a game. It will be sad to watch a lot of NBA games and know that he's not there. Maybe I can get the job. Then it won't be as bad. Jeremy Lin, Lin Sanity, calling it quits in the G League after he was kind of not shoved out of the NBA, but kind of fell out of favor. He had opportunities to go play overseas and be a go-to guy, a star player over there. Decides, no, I want to try to get back in the NBA. Goes to the G League, plays about eight or nine games. And it doesn't happen. He does not get a call up. Now he's like, all right, I'm out. It was fun. Insanity was short-lived. I really didn't think he was that great. He had a couple great games. He's a good player. Good player. But we made him out to be a crazy superstar when I didn't feel he was. That's all. I just didn't feel he was. If you don't agree with that, you want to argue with me, let me know. I'm always cool with that. I love some debates. Let Edge of Your Seat Podcast know by sending us an email, edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on social media, Edge of Your Seat Podcast on Facebook, Edge of Your Seat P on Twitter. Also, don't know where you're listening to this one, but you can listen to Edge of Your Seat Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and our website, www.rss.com backslash podcast with an s backslash edge of your seat podcast let's do a couple sponsors and then we will get to the awesome conversations with matt winkler and jackson kusick mckay let's face it it's not easy to get in shape or easy to stay physically fit there are factors working against all of us including time and work schedules lack of a support system maybe motivation is low don't want to be judged or criticized if not supporting a gym rat body, injuries, or physical restrictions. However, there is a place where these no's or maybes become yeses. LP CrossFit. LP CrossFit, located at the Peru Mall, across from Secret Nails, offers a weekly schedule of classes for any level of fitness. It's not just one time, not just one day a week. There are many options and classes only last one hour. A support group? LP CrossFit is a diverse community focused on fun and hard work. All members know each other's names and support one another during workouts. Motivation? The trainers at LP CrossFit help you reach your goals and get into the best shape of your life with workouts of numerous movements, including body weight, gymnastic, and barbell. Everyone is guided or pushed at a productive and comfortable level. If you're an experienced athlete or getting your first taste of physical fitness, Everyone is welcomed and viewed as equals. You would go at your own pace. You want to go hard? It's hello. How are you? Go get at it. 
You want a more relaxed approach? It's the same welcoming. Hello, how are you? Go get at it. Injuries and mobility restrictions are a major priority at LP CrossFit as all small group classes are coach-led and movements are infinitely scalable for all members. LP CrossFit opens all doors for everyone. Check out LP CrossFit on Facebook or at lpcrossfit.com. You leave the gym, you want to go home, you want to relax, you want to be comfortable. Ah, but then you notice some things you want to change or there's some cracks or some new paint needs to be put on the wall. Olsen Construction can help you out with everything. Brothers Keith Miles and Tommy Olson will use their more than 10 years of experience to take care of your home renovations from start to finish with your thoughts and opinions taken with every step of the journey. The licensed and insured family owned and operated company prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job. Whether it be roofing, siding, windows, doors, stairs, deck designs, floors and tiling, garage additions, room additions, or full remodels. For a free estimate, call Olson Construction at 815-910-5982. Check out the Olson Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to olsonconstruction19 at gmail.com. Well, we're going to call that an intro. Let's get to Matt Winkler. Let's get to Jackson Kusick McKay. Like I said, the interviews were in March. Apologize for them being not in a more timely matter. Great interviews. Talked about basketball. Also talked about football with Jackson Kusick McKay as he was a huge part of that Knights team that went 4-0 in a shortened football season for the heart of Illinois Conference. But they did a lot of great things. Every game was memorable. Had some ranked games. Did a lot of awesome things on the football field. We speak about that going into the season. Thank you for listening to Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Much appreciated. Hit us up if you have any questions, concerns, things you want to talk about, you want to be a guest, know somebody that would be a good guest, anything. Always here. Always enjoy talking, sharing, living life together. Until next time. Peace. Basketball back in full effect. Actually, almost winding down. It is March 4th, a Thursday, and only a few games left as boys and girls basketball teams were given a season, which we didn't know if it was going to happen, but they were condensed, shortened, really just conference games with a few non-conference games, and there's no tournaments, no invitationals. So it's been different, but positively, teams have gotten to play, including the Fieldcrest Knights. I have Coach Matt Winkler with us tonight. Matt, how is it going? It's going great, Brandon. How are you doing tonight? I am doing well. I have been doing way better since high school basketball has got back in action. You and me both. I got to tell you, I was a little down in the dumps without it. And uh, when they brought it back, uh, not the way I wanted it to come back. I was really, really hoping we were going to have a state tournament. But uh, just getting together with our 11 seniors, uh, having a good time at practice and playing some really good basketball. And we're playing basketball in March, and that's what you want to be doing this time of year. Definitely. Let's talk about this team. I mean, receiving votes on state polls, and you have one loss at the moment. You're 11-1, and one, correct? That is correct. We are 11-1, and, and that loss came way back when we first started, and uh, 
Uh, had one of the worst shooting nights ever, but uh, got beaten overtime by El Paso Gridley. And uh, we've reeled off 10 straight, and we're playing for a conference championship tomorrow night against Deer Creek Mackinac. We win. We are conference champs. And uh, this team, I hope we can get it done. We're playing really good right now. They wish we had a state tournament, too, because uh, our goal after getting beat in the Elite Eight last year was to make it to the state basketball championship and at uh, Champaign, uh, and uh, I think this team would have done it. Kind of going back to how I started this, where, you know, we're happy that basketball is being played. Unfortunately, no state tournament. I mean, coming into this, it had to have been a bittersweet feeling. You guys were an Elite 18 last year, so obviously shooting for the stars here, and you returned a lot of that team. We really did. Uh, yeah, we lost two starters, uh, Matt Wharton and Derek Nick, very integral parts of our Elite 8 run, but we were very deep. We've got 11 seniors this year, all contributing to our success, and uh, the kids were excited knowing that we had a really awesome chance to make it to the state basketball tournament. But, uh, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. Strange things happen, and this has been the weirdest. Don't get me wrong with this pandemic. This has been the weirdest time. But uh, we're making the most out of it. We're making the best out of it. And uh, we're going to try and win a championship tomorrow night. We're going to get to the championship, talk about the conference, but real not real quick, but elaborate on what you were talking about, but kind of from the player's perspective. I mean, as a coach, as a grown man, somebody that's been doing this for a while, yeah, it's not easy to swallow and to adjust to the COVID-19 era, the pandemic, and things we got to do. But for a 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old kid, it's got to be way worse. So as a coach, how are you getting them to buy into what you guys are doing in a shortened, condensed, no state tournament season and still having them have fun and play the game the way that you know they can? Well, there were some growing pains. They had a tough time swallowing that pill of not having a state tournament and not having a regular basketball season. and It weighed on them mentally and especially our seniors. The underclassmen, they're going to get a chance to come back and play next year. But the seniors, it's their last hurrah. You know, this has been a close-knit group. Uh, they've been together for a long time, playing basketball and football and baseball together growing up. And, um, you know, we just had to convince them that uh, everybody's in the same boat. Uh, everybody's been dealt this hand, and we got to play it the best we can. We were off for such a long time. Uh, since last March, I think getting back was just so exciting for everybody and getting to actually be in a gym and practice and, and have some sense of normalcy. The kids bought in pretty well that, that we're going to be able to play for at least one championship. And uh, that's where we are right now. And luckily, we put ourselves in a position to play for a championship with some Hard work in the in the practices and playing together. And the really one big positive about our team this year is we have all seniors. So they know the system. They know what I expect out of them. And they know what they expect out of each other. And they're playing for each other. They, they want to go out as winners. And uh, we get a chance to do that tomorrow night at home against Deer Creek Mackinac on our home floor. So it, all in all, it's, it's been a different experience. But... Uh, in certain ways, very rewarding. Have our kids answer the challenge of uh, 
such a strange time and, and playing together and playing so hard. It, it, so many coaches and people that have watched this on, her, on, on TV have always say, they'll come up and say, how do you get your team to play so hard? Well, it's just a tribute to our players that uh, they want to compete and they want to be able to win. Definitely. And also says something with you being 11-1 and one in the heart of Illinois Conference. There are... Not a lot of scrubs in there. Okay, maybe not any. It seems like every game that you guys go into is hard fought. There's four or five teams that only have one or two losses, maybe three. Everybody is competitive every single game that you guys go into. What does that also say about your team, being able to play like that every single game in a really tough conference? This team just rises to the occasion, and you're right. Our conference is super tough. Uh, Leroy barely escaped uh, Lexington. Uh, by two points, uh, Lexington had a shot at the buzzer to win. Everybody's got a lot of talent. There's a lot of senior classes around that are very talented in our area and in our conference. Uh, our guys just seem to play hard and play together. And the only close game we've really had is the, the El Paso one, and that was early where we just shot very poorly and just weren't in shape quite yet. We only scored 41 points in regulation, and we're averaging about 68 points a game. So. Uh, we've really stepped up since then, and the kids uh, worked hard to get themselves in shape. They really had not done anything cardiovascularly or uh, lifting weight since last March. So when they came into practice, we really were starting square one, and the kids worked hard, basketball plays, and getting conditioning, and uh, we're an up-tempo team, so we have to be in shape, and um, you guys just did a great job knowing that our top was going to be so tough. So it's a tribute to our players. It really is. Let's talk about some of your players. Got Jackson, Cusack, McKay back after he took a stint in Kentucky so he could play football. I bet you were happy to have him back on your squad. Oh, Jackson. One of the, he's the best. Uh, he, he's just having a super season. Pairs very well with, with Corey Land and Henry Orton, uh, they just do a great job. The Nordstrom twins are really shooting as well as anybody in the area. Again, they're scoring well. Andrew Mays really stepped up and made himself a great player. Our bench is deep. Uh, Travis Duncan really does a nice job coming in, give us the muscle on the inside. Uh, they just all play their, just very well together. But Jackson... He, he's the, the straw that serves the drink, that's for sure. He's our point guard, makes us go, gets everybody involved. Plus, he can just flat out score it. He's, he's averaging about 19 a game this year. And, uh, that was after a little bit of a slow start in the first couple ball games. So, after those games, uh, he's averaging over 20 points. And I just think the world of him. He's a competitor. He hates to lose. He's won a, a regional his teams have won a regional, I should say. Uh, he, he's got a lot of help, but uh, his teams, uh, you know, in junior high, the seventh and eighth grade, they won regionals and beyond. Uh, he's come to high school his freshman, sophomore, and junior year. He won a regional, and uh, he was going to do it again this senior year, and, uh, and he's continued to get better and better. So, very proud of him, and very proud of this team. Like I said, they just keep working. Henry Wharton's another one, and Corey Land, they're probably two of the best defensive players we've ever had. They're just long and lanky. They can make other teams nice and miserable, uh, and they both can score it. And then we've got some great shooters. 
especially three-point shooters in the Nordstrom twins, Noah and Bryce, and Andrew May really stepped it up from the three-point line. I'm glad you talked about the defense, because even though you guys are putting up 60-something points a game, you're holding tough competition to below their average. Sometimes I've seen these stats of steals and things like that through Twitter and you know social media, and it's impressive. What is it about this year's defense that is able to do that? Knowing each other, our run and jump press is just very active. We put a lot of pressure on the basketball. We get a lot of tips. We've created a lot of offense with our defense. That's been a huge positive. When we when we haven't shot the ball that well from outside, we can get a lot of easy looks with our defense. And like I said, Corey Land and Henry Orton with their long arms and their uh, athleticism really make it tough on other teams uh, when they're the two guys that end up in the trap. And Jackson is just so sneaky quick and sneaky smart uh, that he's gotten quite a few strips and steals to get us going down the court and make some offense with our defense. It's a really team effort when you do that. Everybody's got to be doing their part because you're only as strong as your weakest link. And uh, if one guy's not uh, hustling as he should be or in the right place, uh, our defense isn't going to work. And these guys don't want to let other teammates down, so they're always in the right place and they're always hustling. And I tell you what, about the last three weeks, we've gotten every loose ball that's on the floor. They're diving and flying around there. They're just all competitors. They just don't want to lose. We have said that playing for a Heart of Illinois Conference Championship tomorrow, that will be your 13th game. How many more games do you have after that? We're done, Brandon. Uh, tomorrow night is our last game. Tonight was our last practice. Our conference stepped in for a small conference uh, when the IHSA said that we could play until next Friday. But uh, our conference had a meeting right after that and said they're going to cut basketball short by a week, and then they're going to cut football short by two weeks and only allow them to play four games instead of six. And then baseball and softball and track get to take over, not quite as late as everybody else is going to start. Their thought process on that was we share so many athletes that, uh, first of all, we don't want our athletes overworked. And second, we don't want any sport to uh, overlap. A player would have to pick and choose where they would go. You know, I think their thinking was that baseball and softball and track didn't have a season last year, so they wanted to make sure that they could get a full season in with, hopefully, uh, the IHSA is going to allow them to play a state tournament for those sports and outside. Disappointed there's other schools that are playing 20-plus ball games. We're only going to get to play 13. But you know what? We feel very blessed to have had those. And uh, after tomorrow night, our, a lot of our kids are going to go on to play football. And... Um, and after that, a lot of them are going to go on to play baseball. So that's okay. I think maybe our conference uh, got it right. So still disappointed that we're not having a state tournament or a conference tournament. Uh, but um, like I said, we have to do what they say, and that's what we're going to do. And we're going to compete the best way we know how. We're going to put the best uh, team out there. And these guys have really answered the call, that's for sure. And so have you. 
I cannot have this conversation without talking about this. Congratulations on picking up your 600th win. You've had a lot of fantastic talent, a lot of fantastic teams, but it might not be as fantastic without your coaching abilities. So it has to make you feel good to be able to, to get to this level. Well, thank you so much for that. It's been quite a career. Uh, never expected any of this when I got into it. Uh, just knew I always wanted to be a head basketball coach. Uh, from the time I was a little kid, just watching my brothers play the game. After we got that uh, 600 to win, you know, you, you get to step back just a, li- a couple minutes and reflect. And like I said, uh, I got to give a lot of thanks to my wife and family for uh, going through this journey with me. And uh, they've been a very integral part of all this. But you just can't go through being a coach without the support and love of your family. Of all the teams, you know, that we've had, we've had so many good ones come through and so many good players and they've gone on to be very successful young men and that's the biggest part of why you coach and try and teach them some life lessons as well as being part of a team and and trying to get the most out of them to be successful as a basketball team and in life. It's been a fun ride, that's for sure, Brandon. Definitely. I'm glad I got to watch a lot of this and be a part of it for sure. It's been a lot of fun watching Knights basketball teams. And trust me, I'm not done yet. I will be there more often when we can get there. That brings up a good question. Has it been weird with no fans just playing, maybe not no fans, but a limited number of fans and kind of a quiet gym. You can hear everything. Is that a positive or a negative? I'll just, answer by saying it's weird it really is because we would have had some huge crowds this year and you know coming off our regional and sectional and, and super sectional games last year where our community and our uh, our fans supported us so well and it was just you know those kinds of crowds give you goosebumps for this year you know you're limited to 50 fans and your your JV players we really challenge them to be uh uh, supportive of our guys and loud and and our, our philosophy this year is, is bring your own energy. We have to uh, help each other out and we have to make our own energy and uh, our, our guys have to find ways to get themselves excited to play every game without all that crowd and, and fanfare and we've done an awesome job of that. Our kids have played hard. Uh, to be truthful, it's kind of like uh, summer basketball, you know, when you when you go away to Illinois team camp and some of the parents come down and uh, you don't have a lot of crowd, but have a little bit of a crowd, you know, in the summertime, you got to make your own energy too. And that's, that's what we've been doing. And uh, it's been working so far. You know, the kids have been very supportive of each other and cheering each other on from the bench and coaches have been cheering them on. So it's been strange though. It really has. It's been strange. It has been strange not going to as many games as I usually would. I mean, when I was with newspapers, I'm at three, four games a week. Last year with the podcast, when I started that, I was at probably a game a week, sometimes two. And now it's like, nope, you can't go to any. I've been to one game this entire year, this entire season. We'll say year because I didn't get to do much in the fall. It is very, very weird and strange. It throws a huge monkey wrench in life as we know it because we've been doing these things for so long. Yeah, I can't wait to get back to the way it was. 
that's for sure. And I, I hope it sooner than later. Uh, like you said, seeing the fans there, seeing all you guys there, the reporters, and uh, that's what makes it high school basketball. You know, you, that's what we grew up with. That's what uh, we've been doing. And I want it back to that sooner than later. And I, I hope we're moving in that direction right now. So, and next year it's going to be back to normal. I, I, I truly hope so. Same. I hope so too. Well, Coach Winkler, every guest that comes on Edge of Your Seat podcast, we're playing a game, kind of switch it up a little bit, find out a little bit more about you. We're going to play a game of rank them. I am going to give you five food items and you rank them best to least. We'll do one as your favorite, five as your least favorite out of the five that I give you. You ready for this? All right, Coach, the five items of food I'm going to give you for you to rank are pizza, fried chicken, tacos, lasagna, and salad. Salad, five. Lasagna, four. Tacos, three. Fried chicken, two. And pizza, one. My favorite. I promise I didn't have this scripted i did not ask you before but you went in the complete opposite order that i said him it was like you just went five to one the opposite way that was funny (laughs) well i wanted to end on a a positive note with my very favorite (laughs) for sure i liked it a lot what's your favorite kind of pizza monocle probably one of my favorites uh, with bacon pepperoni is really good then if i uh in town here in Toluca, Oliver's has really good thin crust pizza with sausage, onion, and green pepper. Delicious. Very delicious. That sounds amazing. Now you just made me hungry for a piece of pizza. Yep. Uh, Lou's, of course, when we're up that way, deep dish is uh, excellent also. I am a big fan of pizza, too. And you were saying pepperoni and bacon. I'm a fan of pepperoni and black olives, which sounds weird, but it's really good. Uh, yeah, I'm not an olive guy, but I love pepperoni. That's for sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I would pick those black olives right off the pizza. <laughs> hey, I understand. We, call, we can't all eat the same. That's correct. That is true. <laughs> well, Coach, thank you for joining us. Again, congratulations on your... 600 victories and many more to come in the season that you've been able to put together with this year's Fieldcrest Knights in a weird, strange, crazy year. So thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. My pleasure, Brandon. Anytime. And uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, that's for sure. Our guy, our guest that we have on right now, Fieldcrest senior Jackson Cusack-McKay, just wrapped up a season. We got to have him on. Jackson, how's it going, my man? Good, how are you? Doing all right. Excited to have you on. We got a lot to talk about. Let's just jump right into this. Fieldcrest is the heart of Illinois Conference champs. That had to feel good, man. Yeah, for sure, you know. uh, We like to be the outright champs, but, uh, you know, we struggle one game and, uh, Champs is champs, so yeah. So you guys split with Leroy. Uh, we beat DMAC in our last game. 
Talk about the season. I mean, you guys get a share of the conference. Like I said, that has to feel good. Coach Winkler picks up his 600th win. He's been with the team since the team's been a team since like 1992. Lots of things going on this season, even though it's been a shortened, overlooked by COVID-19 type of season. Still had a lot of great memories in there. What did it mean to you to be part of this and, you know, have this season? Um, It meant a lot, obviously, you know. We didn't know if we were even going to have a season at first, and uh, it's been a, a long drought of playing no sports and uh, no basketball, so it was good to be out there, you know, obviously with 11 seniors that we had, it was it was fun, we made memories, we wish we would have state tournament and everything, but uh, no, you go with what you got, so uh, yeah, we went out as winners. I talked to Coach Winkler, he said if there was a state tournament that he thinks his team would have been there, do you feel the same? Uh, yeah, I'm confident that we would. Um, obviously, nobody would know because it didn't happen. But, uh, you know, we were right there last year, and we just need an extra step. And obviously, all of us had another year of uh, playing experience. So I think we would have made that extra step. I don't know if he said exactly, yes, my team would have been in there. But he's like, hey, we had a good shot to be. And I agree. Yeah, yeah for sure. You kind of touched on you know, playing with 11 seniors or having 11 seniors on the team. What did that mean to you to be part of a veteran group? You guys have played together forever and kind of going out with 11 of you guys doing what you do and winning or sharing, you know, part of the conference championship, which is kind of all you could do this year. What did it mean to be able to do that with this group of guys? Um, It meant a lot. Obviously, we've all been playing throughout the years, and this was the year we were all waiting for, so... It was really frustrating not to have the state tournament, but, you know, with all of us together and we worked together, you know, we made it work and we fought through the COVID. Definitely. And I kind of said, you know, with no state tournaments, no playoffs whatsoever, a conference championship was all that you could kind of play for in terms of goal-wise. Was that a mindset that you guys had discussed in the locker room or with coach and that was what you guys wanted to do? Yeah, um, obviously we had to treat it the, every game like a regional because, you know, if you lose a game, you have a shot at losing the conference title. So we treated every game as like a postseason game, you know. The one game you guys did lose, Coach Winkler said it was just awful shooting. You guys just did not play well. Yeah, yeah it, it was uh, something to not be proud of that night. And uh, we didn't shoot well and still had a chance to win the game. So, yeah. What did you guys do after that to kind of turn it around and not lose another one? Um, I just, you know, group texted the guys and just, you know, told them we got to make it work for what the season's worth. And, uh, you know, we went out there and played as hard as we could the rest of the season and obviously won out. It was a fun four years. Um, wish we would have had the postseason, obviously, but uh, I'm glad to have the group of guys we had and Coach Winkler. It's been a pleasure being able to talk to you and covering you over your four years. A lot of cool moments. I was there the one game where you, was that your career record for threes in a game? Uh, which one? I think it was against El Paso Gridley last year. Yeah, I think, so. no, that's my sophomore year. I think I had like seven or eight threes or something like that. It was two years ago. It was my last year with the paper. So yeah, it was two years ago and you had, I think you had seven. Yeah. Yep, that was that was an experience. That was a crazy game. Yeah, it was. 
But you shot the lights out, and you gave your team a chance to win, and that's exactly what you did. Yeah, I was uh, I was catching fire, and obviously just, you know, shoot or shoot, and that's what I kept doing. And not only do you play some basketball, you're also in football. I know you love some football, and we're going to have a spring season, which is kind of weird. What do you think about playing in the spring instead of the fall? Obviously, it's different, you know. Like I said, with basketball, you just got to go with what you got. And, um, you know, we got an experienced group of 21, I think, seniors in football, too. So we just got to win out our four games that we do have. Is football your main sport over basketball? Um, I would say I like both of them kind of equally. It depends on, obviously, the season. When it's football season, I love football. When it's basketball season, I love basketball. Okay. And you have always been a wide receiver. Yeah, receiver, running back, I mean, I kind of, in the backfield for sure. Gotcha. So you're like Tariq Cohen. <laughs> I, I guess. Not not that talented, but <laughs> something like that, I guess. And humble. I like the humbleness. Thank you. We can call you a high school Tariq Cohen. Does that make it a little better? Uh, Yeah, I guess so, and a few inches taller. <laughs> the only <laughs> thing I really got on him. I don't think you got a speed, though. Sorry, man. No, I wish. Not a lot of people do, even in the NFL. No, he's insane. Definitely. Are you a Bears fan? Yeah, I'm a Bears fan, unfortunately. (laughs) I hear you. I hear you. We can get back to that later. want to keep talking about Knights football. So we have four games. I know six games has been kind of what people were shooting for. But I know some schools, because of COVID-19 regulations and stuff like that, are going to even shorter. Is that what is going on at Fieldcrest? Yeah, HYC is doing four-game football season, which is kind of heartbreaking. But uh, like I mentioned, you know, you just got to go with it. So, yeah. Definitely. Talk about this squad. I mean, you guys bring a lot back. We set 11 seniors on basketball team. A lot of them also play football. And you got other seniors in the school playing football. What does this mean to you and the team to actually have some sort of season? Like you said, we didn't think we were going to have any sports, so to be able to play is cool. Not what you wanted in four games, but it's got to be cool to be out there with your brothers. Yeah, for sure. You know, football is like a big family sport, and uh, we're all in it together, and we're all there to win. So, you know, that's what we're focused on, but we're also focused on making, making memories with each other and, you know, just having fun means there's really nothing else to do. Gotcha. And IHSA just passed this thing where can have, I think, up to 20% of people in the stand. So you're going to have people at least to watch, maybe not the full crowds that you want, but at least, you know, more people can be there than has been at other sporting events. That's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, that, that should be good. And uh, it's uh, definitely going to be an experience I'll remember my whole life. Another experience you might remember is this isn't going to be the only football that you played in the fall. You heard there's not going to be high school football in Illinois, so you left. You went to Kentucky and got to play some football in another state. Let's chat about that experience. How cool was that? Um, Yeah, it was a fun experience. You know, meet different people, different school, a whole different atmosphere. It it was a cool, different experience, and uh, football is football, so I had fun with that. Kind of elaborate on meeting new people. I mean, it's not just new people. This is a new football team. So trying to gel with them, have some camaraderie on the football field. Was that a little difficult since you didn't know these people? 
Um, at first it was, but once I got to know the guys and the coaches and everything, you know, by the time the first game started, um, I was already basically, you know, one of them at that point, and it was a good season. Did you feel like one of them on and off the football field? I would say definitely not. I'm Hillcrest at heart, but, uh, you know, once I played football for him, you know, you become one. Was there anything else behind the decision to leave other than football? You just wanted to play, and you're like, hey, I'm going to go and come back, or what were your plans at that point? Just wanted to play is, is really the only thing, and, you know, the uncertainty of Illinois' uh, IHSA, so just wanted to play. Gotcha, and there wasn't any, like, transfer violations or anything like that, jumping to Kentucky and then coming back to Illinois to play basketball? There wasn't anything that you had to worry about there? Nope, we, we got it all figured out before I even left and everything, so it was a clean, you know, smooth transfer and transfer back. Did they give you some leniency because of COVID-19? Um, I'm not really sure. They just told me what I could do and what I couldn't do, and, you know, just follow the rules, and then, you know, I just did that. Were you an actual student in Kentucky? Did you go to school at the high school that you played football with? Yes. Was it weird being in a, you know, a different environment? You know, Kentucky's the South. Like, that's not up here in central Illinois. So how different was that? Um, it was different, obviously. You know, different teachers, different students. Uh, it was just kind of like being the new kid. It was, it was really odd for me. So, yeah. You didn't pick up a southern twang? <laughs> no, not quite. Did they call you a Yankee because you didn't sound like them? Yeah, they actually put in a formation on the football team called Yankee. It's for me. <laughs> Did you get the ball during this play? Yeah. Running play or passing play? It was like a formation, either run or pass, just depending on, you know. And they named it Yankee after you. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, thanks for talking about those things, but I can't let you go yet. We got to play a game edge of your seat podcast every single guest that gets on here we got to have a game so we're gonna play hot potato i'm gonna toss you a couple things people places things like that you pick which one you like the best okay Alrighty. you got your receiving hands on i mean i don't want your hands to get hot yeah i do <laughs> perfect perfect first coke or pepsi coke Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation. Batman or Superman? Batman. Fieldcrest colors, blue or white? Blue. There's a silver in there too, isn't there? Yeah. Blue or silver? Silver. So silver is your favorite Fieldcrest color? Yes. I like it. Playing football in Kentucky, playing football in Illinois? Illinois. Going to school in Kentucky, going to school in Illinois. Illinois. McDonald's or Burger King? McDonald's. Math or English? Neither, but English. <laughs> Do you have a favorite subject? Lunchtime. Perfect. That was mine too, or Jim, one of the two. Exactly. And one more. Nike or Under Armour? Nike. Perfect. Thank you, Jackson, Kusick McKay, for 
chilling with us, talking about your weird, crazy, different, but hopefully enjoyable senior year in Kentucky and Fieldcrest and everything you got going on. Thanks again for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Yep, thank you, man.